0: Never let me go and lay it all down again To hear you say that I'm a friend You are my desire No one else will do No one else will do Good day. The Almighty Creator desires a deep personal relationship with you. If you're an unbeliever, the Creator has said, Why would I want someone to spend eternity with me when they do not believe I exist? There's a lot of misunderstanding and, and uh, wrong thinking about that. Uh, people don't seem to really believe. But they seem to expect they're going to spend eternity in heaven, uh, particularly when they're praying uh, after somebody's died. You need to be clear that unless you have come to a deep personal understanding of the reality of the Creator in this life, you will not be spending eternity in heaven, or at the most you will be spending it in a very uncomfortable part of heaven. If you're a believer, the Almighty has said, why would I want someone to be close to me in heaven, which inherently means I will give them great authority if they do not have a deep personal relationship with me and have not proven to me that they can be trusted. So I say to you as a believer, what are you doing to prove to the Almighty that you can be trusted? What are you doing To have a deep personal relationship with him and this show will help you to get there tonight's topic is overcoming sin and you certainly can't be a friend of the creator until you've overcome sin so let's talk a little bit about the agenda for tonight's program we're going to talk about the reward for overcoming the possibility of earning a throne in heaven near you sure the one you may know is jesus We'll talk a bit about the ranks in the kingdom of heaven and ask where you are going. We'll talk about the greatest miracle in the life of Yahushua, the one commonly called Jesus, which was a life without a single sin. We'll then look at the commandments so that we know what sin is. And we'll talk about seeking truth and not error. There's a large tendency of people to look for the faults in other people rather than to look for the truths that they have. That the other person lacks. And we'll talk about judgment in this life and how judgment in this life works. So, by way of introduction, who am I? My name's James Robertson. I have a PhD in civil engineering. I trained as an engineer, practiced as an engineer for a number of years, spent 25 years as a management consultant in IT, and for the last few years, I've been the chief operating officer of a small group of. Companies with a global headcount of about 120 people. 25 years ago, I had an experience where the Almighty spoke to me audibly as clearly as you can hear me now and from outside me in a way that turned my life around. At that moment, I knew without a shadow of a doubt that He was real, and I also knew instinctively that my life was a huge mess and that I'd got into that mess by following my own understanding. I was led back to him through a business associate who was a strong believer and came to realize that it was possible to have a relationship with him and grow close to him. And so I spent the next 25 years seeking to do that. And I've been at a point for about the last 17 or 18 years where I have been walking fairly closely with him and hearing him fairly clearly. What is End Time Issue Ministries? It's the ministry that I run on a part-time basis, <clears throat> my hobby if you like, uh, after hours, evenings, weekends. It's the vehicle whereby I deliver my message through internet publishing, the mailing lists, uh, websites, uh, web- websites, YouTube sites, <clears throat> and now we're busy with physical books. This program, the creator desires a deep personal relationship with you, is to make people aware of the fact that it is possible for you, whoever you are, no matter what the color of your skin, no matter what your race is, no matter where you come from, no matter what language you speak, no matter how your life has been up to to this moment, it is possible for you to have a deep personal relationship with your mighty creator. You can look at my website, www.endtimeissueministries.org for more information. That's www.endtimetimeissue.org for more information. Some questions from last week's program. the last program spoke about the bible so the question was is it just a book of stories that religions use to control people now the answer to that is yes and no no in the sense that it is really a book of stories or historical accounts of things that actually did happen people who were real so even the the most Uh, Extreme stories there, like Daniel in the lion's den, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace, Moses parting the Red Sea, things like that, Noah and the flood, are all absolutely accurately reported in the Bible, and they're true. There is a problem that the English translations of the Bible are not particularly accurate. There are a lot of uh, religious words that have been used that are actually grossly inaccurate with the result that a lot of people misunderstand the Bible. So when I say yes, it is used by religions to control people. In the broad sense, religion is a manifestation of satanic interference in the human realm, the corruption of belief And so, the satanic forces, the demonic forces, have caused the translations to be corrupt, and then they have caused different groups of people to learn different truths and take on different errors and compete with each other and fight with each other and criticize each other. And so, in that sense, the Bible is a source of great division and misunderstanding, because it is not the manual that some people make it out to be next question, how is it that Satan seems to be more in control? Well, Satan really is in control or the satanic and demonic forces are in control because Adam gave them control. And I've discussed this in quite a lot of detail in uh, the second program of this series. Am I a prophet? Well, the question is, are you a prophet? Uh, Yes, I am a prophet but prophet is a meaningless word. I'm a spokesman of the Almighty. I listen to him and I report what I hear and I write what I hear. Uh... Does your family understand what you have studied? Sadly, no. Um, I've had various people in my life who have, at some level, understood what I was st- teaching, but no one has got to a point where they fully understand what I'm, I'm teaching. Uh, I lost my children through a brutal divorce shortly after I started really walking closely with the Almighty, and so they've had little, very little impact from uh, what I've studied. The last question is, wait, you're not talking about yourself in this question, Mark? Well, no, I'm not talking about myself in this. I do mention my experience from time to time. But fundamentally, this is about what you can do in your life based on what I've learned. I want to repeat from last week. I had a, a feedback which indicated that I went over the Bible versions too quickly. Uh, There are a number of Bible versions that if you're going to read the Bible, I would recommend that you read. They're all available on Amazon. There's the King James Bible, which is one of the earliest English translations. It's a very useful early translation uh, that is less prone to the doctrinal errors in translation. ...that corrupt many later translations. The Amplified Bible, published by Zondervan, ...is an inspired translation with amplification... ...that makes the richer underlying language more visible. It's probably the best translation... ...if you're only going to read the Bible once... ...or reading it for the first time. Then the Scriptures by the Institute of Scripture Research. It's the first choice in my book... uh, ...but it's heavy going the first time you read it... ...because of a number of Hebraic English words... Uh, possibly a bit overdone in places, but you'll find a, words that if you don't know the Bible reasonably well, won't make a lot of sense to you. So, probably not the first Bible to read. Then the Living Torah and its associated volumes of the Jewish Bible by Ariah Kaplan, so-called Old Testament. It's good if you want to study deeper and get in more in touch with the Hebrew or Jewish roots of belief in the Almighty. And then note that there are numerous translations that are toxically dangerous spiritually. So you need to be quite careful about what you read. <clears throat> to recap, the King James Bible, widely available. Uh, the Amplified Bible by Zondervan, available on Amazon. That's the Amplified Bible. The Scriptures by the Institute of Scriptures Research on Amazon. Uh, that's the Scriptures. And The Living Torah by Raya Kaplan, also on Amazon, The Living Torah. I hope that uh, you will be impressed to get hold of at least one or two of these uh, and start reading them. I would recommend The Amplified as a starting point. So there's a reward for overcoming. There are seven promises We read in Revelation 3.21, To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me on my throne, even as I also overcame and I sat down with my Father on his throne. Have you realized that it is possible for you to overcome and sit on a throne in heaven for eternity? It really is. What are you doing to reach this goal? Frankly, I'm guessing probably not very much. You might want to re-examine your priorities in this life. This radio program and my website are about helping people to achieve the goal of becoming an overcomer. And it lies within the reach of all people once they've come to a place of belief. Fundamentally overcoming is about overcoming sin and overcoming the temptations and the wrong things in this life. The references to overcoming in the Revelation refer to the tree of life, which is accounted to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The tree of life is what gives you eternal life. So, uh, if you overcome, you will be given uh, to the tree of life. Uh, if you you will not be hurt by the second death. If you do not overcome sin, you will spend time in hell where you will be tormented. If you overcome, you will not be hurt by the second death, by time in hell. You will receive hidden manna, a white stone, and a new name. The white stone speaks of being found free of sin, free of guilt, uh, guiltless. You will be given power over the nations, a rod of iron, and the morning star. In other words, you will have great power and authority in heaven, which I touched on earlier with sitting on a throne. You'll be given white book garments and your name will be written in the Book of Life. Uh, Again, speaking of purity and eternal life, you will be esteemed and you will not be blotted out and cast into the lake of fire to be utterly destroyed. You'll be a pillar in the temple of Yah, the temple of the Almighty. In other words, somebody that He can rely on. And you will sit on a throne for eternity and rule, remembering that a throne is a judgment seat and a position of rulership. Would you like these benefits at the end of your life? I certainly would, and I encourage you, wherever you are now, to make up your mind to go for this all out. I've mentioned before in previous programs, there are ranks in the Kingdom of Yah and the Kingdom of the Almighty. Uh, They're set out in the cover to the program if you look on the website. Um, I'm going to give you the demographics as they were given to me on the 25th of December 2015, uh, the counts are at that date, mostly the numbers of believers have decreased since then, um, but uh, I'll give you the details now. So there's some positive ranks, a friend uh, qualifies for the highest thrones, uh, at the time that, that these statistics were recorded there was only one friend there are now two and it's my goal to significantly increase this number by encouraging people including you to seek to become a friend there were about 20 overcomers who qualified to sit on thrones and we've heard what the requirements are to be an overcomer Uh, although many of the overcomers have still got a lot of sin and error uh, and have not fully overcome And then, good and faithful servants of the order of 5,000. People who are really close to Father, but still have a way to go. And then finally, wise stewards. Those are about 200,000. These are the positive ranks, the ranks of people who are going to be welcomed into heaven by the Almighty. Then there's some negative ranks. There are the adulterous wives, and there are about 500,000 of them, mainly charismatic Christians, who are filled with the spirit of the Almighty, uh, but are worshipping other gods, uh, specifically worshipping Jesus and worshipping the book or the Bible. Uh, The foolish virgins, of the order of about two million, many in traditional religious establishments in Christianity, Islam, and Judaism, they have not uh, been filled with it's possible. Some of them believe that that's uh, Old Testament or it's passed away, it's not available. So they don't pray the prayers, they don't get filled with the Spirit. Then the outer darkness. By far the majority of people who are going to heaven, about 20 million in this generation, many who went to church a few times and sort of believed they pay no attention to the Creator in this life, so He will disregard them for eternity. The outer darkness is very black and very cold and very lonely and very unpleasant. You really don't want to end up there. In fact, you don't want to be amongst any of the negative ranks. You want to make it to the positive ranks. And then the unbelievers who are not part of the kingdom. They're, unbel- they're believing unbelievers. There are about 100 million of those. Most of the formal religious established, be it Christ- is one of the big reasons why the, most of them are not believers. They believe at some level, they believe in the Bible or whatever, uh, but they have never reached a point of deep belief that the Almighty exists such that they have crossed over from darkness into light. Then there's about another 22.7 million serving Satan actively. The ranks comparable to those above for the kingdom. The high ranks were taken by the demonic masterminds before the flood and they rule on behalf of Satan and they mastermind uh, all the attacks and everything that's going on in the world today that's that's evil. And if you are a believer who's fairly close to the Almighty, the demonic masterminds may be taking a personal interest in trying to contain you or destroy you. And then there are outright unbelievers basically the balance of the world's population, about 7.1 billion people. There's all sorts of things said about Jesus, but the greatest miracle that He performed was that He lived life without a single sin. It's not reported directly, and that's one of the weaknesses of the Bible. There's a lot of really important information that's not available in the Bible. Uh programs of mine are, are intended to fill that about Yeshua specifically, that he is now the most powerful being in the universe. He knew how and when uh, this is important, folks. Uh, so many people get irate about the so called the Jews killing Jesus and so forth and killing their God and, and, and it's really not true. If Yeshua had not died the way he believed, and he knew that if he lived without sin, he would achieve the highest rank possible in the kingdom for eternity. He therefore became the most powerful created being in the universe. So it's important to realize that life without sin is extremely powerful. So Yeshua's greatest miracle was a life without sin. He was conceived of a pure virgin. So there were no bloodline curses and no demons. Mar- Miriam, his mother, not Mary, Miriam, was one of very few eligible women at that time. So time was running out for Yeshua to come the way he did. Yeshua came about as a creative miracle. The human being came about as a creative miracle based on human ovum miracle in the creation of Adam. He was a hundred cent human in order to have authority on it. He grew up without sin, even debating with the elders in the temple, temple without sinning. He was challenged by Satan in the wilderness without sinning. He lived as a highly anointed emissary or apostle and spokesman prophet for three and a half years without sinning. He repeatedly provoked the priests and others to call for his death, and he did that without sinning. He was tortured and died a horrendous and tormented death also without sinning. So death had no place for him and he was instantly resurrected and awarded the highest throne possible for his achievement of living without sin and not at any time bowing the knee to Satan, submitting to Satan, allowing Satan to have mastery over him through sin and error. You can earn a high throne by choosing to live the rest of your life without sin and doing all that is required. To overcome sin, you must know what sin is. If you do not know what sin is, you cannot overcome it. Very few people today really know the true definition of sin, the major categories that apply. The teaching of formalized religion in all three major religions is at a material level corrupt. The result that virtually all believers on earth today will be found guilty of major sin when they die, and spend considerable time in hell, a place of correction for unrepented sin. So there's going to be a situation where <clears throat> the vast majority of believers come before the judgment seat expecting to be rewarded and are instead told that they had major sin and that they're going to spend considerable time in hell. And they're going to say, but my pastor told me, or my imam told me, or my rabbi told me. And the pastor and the imam and the rabbi will be subject to a much harsher judgment because they led people into error when they had access to the books, etc. that would have allowed them to be free of error. How do we understand sin? Well, the Ten Commandments, or the Ten Words as they're referred to in, in Hebrew, give the headline definition of sin. In the context of the Ten Commandments, it's important to understand that they were spoken audibly to millions by the Almighty at Mount Sinai during the exodus from Egypt. Nothing is more important. Think about it. Millions of people saw the judgments on Egypt. They trekked through the wilderness. They saw the red sea parted in front of them they went through on dry land they saw the sea close over the Egyptian army and drown it, they saw the corpses uh, floating in the sea the debris washing ashore and then they came to this mountain, the Almighty came down on the mountain and spoke to them and gave them the ten words, the ten commandments important to realize that the ten commandments in Hebrew ten words so when we find Bible verses that refer to the Word of the Almighty or the Word of God, they're actually referring to the commandments. Then so Ephesians, where it says that the wield the sword of the Spirit, it's referring to the commandments. Wield the commandments like a sharp-edged, two-edged sword, dividing between truth and error. You need to understand the commandments. You need to know the commandments. You need to apply the commandments in their pure form. Commandments were written in stone by the hand of the Almighty. They will never change. You need to understand that they're not going to change, no matter what you believe, what you do. They were collectively summarized by Yeshua as love Yah, the eternally self-existing, your mighty one, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. If you do that, there's no room left to love Yeshua the way many people. And you cannot become a friend unless you keep all of the Ten Commandments all of the time and repent quickly if you slip. The first four of the Ten Commandments really deal with loving the Almighty, loving YAH. first commandment, YAH, the eternally self-existing, is one Mighty One. You shall have no other Mighty Ones before So there are there are other mighty ones, but you are not to worship them, you're not to put them before Yah, you you're not to put them at the same level as Yah, and you certainly not to say that they are Yah. So Jesus is not the Almighty. He is not Yah. And if you call him Yeshua already, he is also not the Almighty. His name is Yeshua, not Yah. They're two distinct separate beings not Christ Christ is as explained in previous programs is uh, an inaccurate English word that does not reflect anointing which is what it refers to the translation certainly it's not an alternative name for Jesus and Christ is not God Christ is not the Almighty the anointing of the Spirit of the Almighty on Yeshua is the Almighty. By the same token, it's not Messiah, it's not Muhammad, it's not Moses. No human being is to be put on the same rank as the Almighty. We should not worship human being. No idols, not the Bible, as I saw in last week's lesson. Bible is not the living word of God without era. it contains significant error, it's a useful reference, it contains a lot of useful historical account. that's where it stops. not crucifixes, the cross is a pagan demonic symbol uh, and anyway you should not be wearing crucifixes or crosses or any any symbol or fish on your car or whatever you should not worship your car you should not worship your husband third commandment, do not take the name of Yah, the eternal self-existing, in vain. That means that you should not, and since the name of the Almighty is Yahweh, Y-A-H-O-O-E-H, you should not have a yahoo.com group, email address, and if you do, you need to get rid of it. Uh, Germans use Yahwole, which is a corruption of Yah. Africaners use Yah for Yes. Those are all blasphemous names. Blasphemy is to take the name of the, of the eternally self-existent faith. Remember the Sabbath, the seventh day, and keep it set apart seven main, with the seven main Sabbath. So the seventh day is the last day of the week, and up until recently, most calendars showed Saturday as clearly been the last day of the week. It's always been Saturday, it's never changed. Seven main high Sabbaths, Passover, Pentecost, day of trumpets, the day of atonement, the first and great day of the Feast of Love your neighbor as yourself, honor thy father and thy mother, includes do not curse them, do not kill, including do not perform abortion, do not use abortive contraceptives, do not support abortion. Abortive contraceptives is a difficult one, both medication and devices that cause the fertilized egg to abort. That's murder. Do not commit adultery. Sex with a woman who said sex with another man is adultery unless she is properly divorced into heaven. More than one woman may covenant with the same man. Important to know that. You may not want to do it. If you don't want to do it, only have sex with one Do not steal. That includes taking tithes and offerings if your ministry is not entirely free of sin and there are pretty few that are free of error. also includes winning business by lying and so forth. I can't stress the tithes and offerings. There are believers who are in financial difficulty because they are giving a portion of their money to corrupt ministries, whether they are... Uh, Christian, whether they are Muslim, whether they are Jewish, if you are giving your money to a corrupt ministry, your finances will be corrupt. And there are virtually no ministries on earth today that are free of sin. Do not bear false witness. Do not lie. It includes false teachings and false testimony. Much of what Bible schools teach is error, and some of it is outright lies. Do not covet or lust. Much of the way people respond to advertising breaks this commandment. Our society encourages covetousness. Let's talk about error. I want to stress the point that you should seek truth. The world is full of error. The church, the synagogue, the mosque is full of error. Error results in sin. If you are to overcome... You must also overcome error. You cannot be a friend of the Almighty if you are not striving to live above error as well as living free of sin. There's a fundamental principle. Seek truth and not error. Most people, when they meet somebody, immediately spot something that they don't agree with and the next thing you know they're not talking to them or they are cutting ties with them fact of the matter is folks that pretty much everybody on this planet right now has got a hang of a lot of error and probably not a lot of truth and a lot of what they think is truth is in fact error this is certainly true of uh, most committed believers the unbelievers probably don't worry too much about most of these things so it's probably less of an issue there I would recommend that you pray regularly, and by that I mean daily. Father, lead me into all truth by your Spirit. Pray also, Father, please show me the level of my present deception, how to correct it. Listen, be observant and sensitive, and course correct instantly. It's really important with these prayers to know that this is not a matter of praying at once, and it's going to be effective for the rest of your life. You're fighting a battle against the forces of darkness who are constantly coming against you. You need to keep praying. (coughs) You need to keep talking to the Almighty about this. You need to keep listening. You need to keep correcting. You need to go on fasts. And the one document that I'll refer to at the end of this presentation will talk to you about the types of fasts that you should if you want to get into truth and not error, it's going to take you years. You're going to have to be serious about it, and you're going to have to really pray into it. If you're really serious, pray regularly. Father, judge me severely and correct me harshly, that I may serve you more perfect, perfectly. He is merciful. He will not judge you more harshly than you can bear. It may be costly and painful, but on two occasions I've ruptured teeth with agonizing misery for several days on both occasions. I've had a couple of small car accidents. had other things go wrong. But it's far better to have those judgments and correct your sin and correct your error than to go through life with them and then find yourself before the judgment seat being rejected as one who's full of sin. Watch constantly for signs of guidance pray, Father, please lead me by your Spirit every second of every day. Father, please teach me to be sensitive to the leading of your Spirit and to be obedient to the leading of your Spirit. There's much more that you could pray in the documents I'll mention at the end of this. To give you a lot of information. There's a lot on the website, a huge amount of it. Looking at judgment in this life, Very few believers are aware they will be judged when they die. And if they are, they think that things are going to go very nicely and they're all going to be very happy. And Jesus died so that they didn't have to to go uh, into any sort of pain. The fact of the matter is that Yeshua died a terrible and agonizing death to make a way for us to repent of our sins. If we fail to avail ourselves of this sacrifice, we will pay a terrible and agonizing price in hell, commensurate with our unconfessed sin. I encourage you to regularly rehearse the covenant, take the bread and wine or communion, if you will. And remember that true repentance involves a turning away from sin that you've repented of. In other words, stop doing it. Some people think that they can just say sorry and carry on, lie again and and do these things. Repentance means you turn You get a real, realization that that's going to send you to hell and you turn around and you stop doing whatever it is. You ask Father to help you if it's an addiction or whatever that you're battling with, turn to Him, work at it, keep working at it until you break. You cannot be a friend of Yah unless you really tackle sin head on and overcome it. Important to recognize that Yeshua ushered in a new covenant. Matthew 26.26 26. While they were eating, Yeshua took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body. You should pray, Father, as we partake of this bread, we pray that we partake in all that it represents. Matthew 26.27 And he, Yeshua, took the cup and wine or red grape juice, red wine or red grape juice. gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of this, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sin. You should pray, Father, as we partake of this cup, we pray that we partake in all that it represents to you and that we walk in the fullness of the covenant. We ask you to forgive us all that we have done that we should not have done, that all that we have not done, we should have done. And that you bring to our remembrance all that we need to confess and repent of. You should do this regularly. Some people do it daily. This is very powerful. It means that no matter what you've done wrong, you and, and then you can also pray in a specific case, if you've done something, so you realize that you've lied to somebody, Pray, Father, in the name of Yeshua. I realize that I have just lied to so-and-so about this, and I ask you to forgive me. Pray in the name of Yeshua. sure, ask for forgiveness, uh, preferably take the bread and the wine. You need to go and apologize to the person you lied to. You can't just repent of lying and do nothing about it. Father expects you to go to them and say, terribly sorry, I need to admit that I lied to you. Restitution, if you've stolen something, need to give it back you may need to give it back multiple times if you're not able to give it back if it's money and you spent it well then you may have to take some time earning money to repay it you need to be clear about cleaning up your life the covenant of Yeshua provides you with a way to do that looking again at judgment in this life it's important to understand that the almighty sits on a throne a judgment seat. People use the word throne without realizing that a throne is a judgment seat. Read Job chapter 1 and 2 to get an idea of what that looks like. Yeshua is our advocate. He pleads for mitigation of sentence. 1 John chapter 2 verse 1. My little children, these things I write unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Yeshua, the anointed of Yahweh, Jesus Christ, the right so if you sin, you sure will represent you in court. But if you're a mature believer, there's very little that he can do for you. Note that the emphasis of that verse is, that ye sin not, do not sin. Any believers today will tell you it's not possible to live a life without sin. If you do not get the point that if you want to be close to Father, you have to get to a point where you're free of sin, you're not going to get there at a level where he's going to welcome you to heaven. Then Satan and his servants bring the charges, Revelation 12, verse 10. The accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before the Almighty day and night. So Satan, the demonic masterminds, Satan's senior cohorts, messengers, angels, bring charges before the throne of heaven day and night, relating to believers. It's important to understand that if you are a committed believer, the satanic forces will constantly seek ways to bring charges against you to destroy you. So you better get free of sin, else you will have constant problems. Disease, accidents, lack of finance, strife, etc., etc. Nothing can go wrong in the life of a believer unless there's been a judgment first. So if you have any of those, disease, accidents, lack of finance, strife, realize there's sin in your life if you're a believer. Father wants you to prosper and be in health, but it's your sin that's getting in the way. It's your sin that's causing your lack. If you want to prosper as a believer, you need to deal with your sin. Important to recognize that the grace, grace for sin and error was withdrawn on the 3rd of May 2003 when Satan was cast into the abyss, the pit. Revelation 20. And I saw an angel coming down out of heaven, having the key to the abyss, and holding in his hand a great chain. He seized the dragon, that ancient, ancient serpent, who is the devil or Satan, and bound him for a thousand years, and threw him into the abyss, and locked and sealed it over him to keep him from deceiving the nations anymore, until the thousand years were ended. After that he must be set free for a short time. For this to happen, all the grace that had been extended up to that point for errors, such as worship of the Bible, worship of Jesus, the wrong names, etc., had to be withdrawn. We now operate under a completely new dispensation. Where there is no grace for error. And that took place on the 3rd of May, 2003. Our judgment in this life works. Every human being has a guardian messenger that records their life story in a book may, subject to appropriate prayers, protect, deliver, and save them. I've had uh, a car go off the road, called out to Father for deliverance, and an angel or angels uh, held the car and stopped it from rolling down the slope. The moment a person comes to belief, the satanic forces are permitted to allocate a satanic messenger or angel to watch over them to try and lead them into sin. Uh, to bring ancestor spirits of demons to sit on them importantly to record sin and report that sin to their higher echelons so the charges can be brought in the court of heaven so the more you are trying to serve father the more energetically the forces of darkness will watch for your every slip there can be more than one messenger but there is one messenger that has a legal right a satanic messenger that has a legal right to watch out what you're doing and try and trip you up and there's nothing you can do to get rid of that messenger all you can do is live a life where they have no hold over you where they have no legal right to attack you And same with demons you cannot have demons if you're free of sin once you're free of sin you can get rid of all the demons they they lose their legal right to be there once a judgment is obtained from the court of heaven, the demons and satanic messengers are assigned to give effect to the sentence. Sometimes Yah may also play a role, particularly where a believer has asked for judgment. Always a mature believer, consider Job. So Yah um, made Satan aware of the fact Job had sinned. And uh, that resulted in a judgment, two judgments, in fact, And in the end, Job lost everything, including his health. He only did lose his life. So to recap, we've been looking at overcoming sin. The reward for overcoming is a throne in heaven. Folks, I can't stress that enough. There is a huge opportunity. There are so few people today serving Father. That if you really decide to go for it you can very quickly progress in the kingdom of heaven and you can come to a place where you're a friend you can come to a place where you hear him clearly you can come to a place where he talks to you constantly you can come to a place where you are having a spiritual impact on this world it's a powerful place to be and if you do that at the end of the, at the end of your life, if you can keep it up throughout your life, you will sit on a high throne for eternity with great splendor, with great glory, with great authority, with great power. Not as much as Yeshua has, but you can get close to him if you really, really are diligent in this life. You've looked at the ranks in the kingdom of heaven and asked where are you going? Uh, we've looked at the greatest miracle of Yeshua was the fact that he lived a life without sin. I can't stress this enough. There's no magic about Yeshua. There's a, a range of legal, spiritual legal, court of heaven legal specifics that enabled him to do what he did. And those are available to you. He said that when I die, you will. I go to heaven you will be able to do greater works than I do. We looked at the commandments so that we know what sin is. We talked about truth and error and said, seek truth, not error. We looked at judgment in this life and how that works. If you don't understand why things are going wrong in your life, you won't be able to fix it. I really, really commend you that you start getting serious about asking questions why you're in lack, why you're ill, why you're having access So I would like to commend to you four key documents off the website. There's an article called The Creator Desires a Deep Personal Relationship with You. That is uh, uh, about a 16-page article. It covers a lot of the basic principles. And there's a document that I've referred to several times uh, in this uh, talk Seven components in drawing close to the Creator. Really, really important, about 70 pages. A manual for drawing close to the the Almighty. The prayers, the rituals. So much to help you get closer to Him. It may take you several years, but if you get that document tonight and start reading it and applying it, you will progressively get closer to Him and eventually you will get to be a friend. Obviously need to look at the other teachings on the website, listen to these teachings, etc. Next article, the creator's name is Yah, the eternally self existing. Important to understand fully who the creator what the creator's name is and how that reflects in the history of mankind. Where will you spend eternity? What's required in order to sit on a high throne for eternity? Uh, important to listen to read that and, and apply it. All of this available at www.endtimeissueministries.org. That's www.end e n d time t i m e issue i s s u e, ministries m i n i s t r i e s dot org, or one word, and behind the homepage menu tab, you'll find these four articles. There are books of teachings and there's a mailing list. Email me at james at org with james at org. Visit the website and click on the Seek Truth tab, the Commandments tab, the Hell tab, the Judgment in this Life tab. There's much more on the website that will help you to come to a place of living without sin. So to close, thank you for listening. Please send me your questions on the W4CY webpage. I will answer them next week. Please email me to join the mailing list. I'm compiling a collection of my writings. Email me if you would like to obtain a copy. The first volume is the most important writing writings, including those just listed, and I hope to have that in print within a couple of months. And I hope to connect with you again next week when we will more deeply explore how to become a friend of the Creator. At the end of the day, I cannot stress enough, it doesn't matter who you are, what you are, whether you have many physical possessions or few possessions, what your skin color is, what your race is, what your heritage is, what your religion is, whatever it is that people use to put you down or differentiate you or uh, prejudice you, or discriminate against you, or reject you, it doesn't matter. What the Almighty is looking for is people who will make the sacrifices, do the work that we've been talking about and all the other things, and get close to Him. You can do that. You can do that starting right now. You don't need any other human being to help you. If you do want help, the articles that I've just referred to will help you do that. I'm available to help you. The website has got about 700 pages of writings. There are numerous articles in the articles database. You can find pretty much all you need to answer your questions and become a friend starting now.